Hello, everyone, and welcome to our broadcast today. We're so glad and pleased that you've joined us. And Terry and I have some great things, exciting things to share with you today. So give us a few moments of your time, and I believe that it's going to be profitable to you. Terry, we're going to be talking about the goodness of God. I'm excited. I, you know, I peeked through your notes yes. yesterday, and I was like, I can't wait to hear this. Got you excited already. <laughs> yes, it did. All right, good deal. In fact, Dad, I wanted to say real quick, I love when we hear from our partners and viewers just to hear the goodness of God in their lives. Yeah. That is not, God's no respecter of persons. That's right. And so I wanted to share this with you. Listen to this from Pecos, Texas. It says, your TV programs are a great blessing to my husband and me. We started a new business this year and we're having unprecedented favor. Praise God. Which they've grabbed hold of that word. Yeah, that's right. The favor of God. Another one from North Carolina. We became debt free, owing no man anything. Hallelujah. Now that's a testimony. That's a great testimony. Listen to this one. It says, my brother and his wife could not have children at all. You prayed over them, and now they have triplets. Wow. Dear Lord. <laughs> Watch out. Don't touch me. <laughs> There's anointing there. You don't want any more children, do you? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. What a great testimony. We're going to be talking about the goodness of God. And you know, I believe that a revelation of God's goodness is the foundation for unwavering faith. If you're not yet convinced that God loves you so much that He wants to do good things in your life, then you're never going to enjoy God's best. But I'm telling you, once this becomes a revelation to you that God loves you and God is good, your life will change forever. Get ready. Get your Bible. Get your notebook if possible. And let's talk about the goodness of God. As many of you know, the Lord gives me a prophetic word every year concerning what's on His agenda. And for 2014, he said this, never stop celebrating what I've already done and now expect even greater and it will come. He said, I want you to begin to decree that 2014 will be known as the year of the greater. He went on to say that a new wave of his glory is what shall be seen. You know, if you study the glory of God, you will discover this. Number one, it's a manifestation of the presence of God. Number two, it's a manifestation of the power of God. And number three, it's a manifestation of the goodness of God. And what I hear the Holy Spirit saying is this, tell my people that beginning in 2014, I want them to experience my presence, my power, and my goodness in a greater way than they ever have before. Now, I can tell you that I've experienced all three for 45 years. I am celebrating 45 years of walking with the Lord, preaching the gospel around the world, and I'm telling you, God has been good to Jerry Savelle. I've experienced his presence, I've experienced his power, and I have experienced his goodness. But he keeps saying to me, son, you haven't seen anything yet. And I want to challenge each and every one of you to begin to set your faith, set your faith right now on believing that 2014 you're going to enter into experiencing the goodness of God, the presence of God, and the power of God in a greater way than you ever have before. Now, I could talk about all three of those, but the one the Spirit of God has impressed upon me to deal with on the broadcast today is the goodness of God. I want to talk about God's goodness. You know, I'm convinced that if you want to experience great things in your life, then you've got to know these two things. Number one, God is love, 
And number two, God is good. You say, well, that's so simple, Brother Jerry. Everybody knows that. No, not everybody does. In fact, there's a lot of Christians that are still not convinced yet that God loves them so much that He would pour out His goodness upon their lives. Now, they believe He'll do that for me or, you know, some other man that they admire, a minister or so forth. But you've got to understand that God is no respecter of persons. If He would do it for me, then why wouldn't He do it for you? You're His child just like I am. The Bible says, uh, look at the love that God has bestowed upon us, that we are the sons of God. You and I both have the right to expect God's goodness in our lives. No one is above another. God's no respecter of persons. The only difference between me and perhaps some of you that are watching this broadcast, this is a revelation to me. It's not just a sermon. It's not just a lesson like it might be for someone else. And if you get a revelation of the fact that God loves you so much that He wants to pour out His goodness upon your life, then I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. And you say, no, Brother Jerry, show me that in the Bible. Well, I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what I intend to do right now. If you have your Bible with you, I'd like for you to open them to Psalm 145. Psalm 145, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise the works, or thy works, to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. Notice he's saying that each generation should be passing on to the next generation what they've seen God do. His acts, His works, His goodness. He says, I will talk about what you've done to me, and I'll pass that on to the next generation. You know, that's exactly what I've done. I've passed this on to my seed and their seed. I've talked about the goodness of God. My children have seen the goodness of God in our lives, and now, praise God, they're teaching their children about the goodness of God. We just keep passing it on from one generation to another. Psalm 78 says the reason God wants us to do that is so that that next generation will have hope in God as well. I'm telling you, God has been good to the Savelle family. And we want the whole world to know that He's no respecter of persons. What He's done for us, He will do for everyone that will dare believe it. Notice verse 5. I will speak of thy glorious honor, of thy majesty, and of thy wonderful works. And men shall speak of thy might and thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness. Notice that statement. They will abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness. In other words, the goodness of God is going to be on their lips all the time. Every time they wake up, they're going to be talking about God's goodness. Throughout the day, they're going to be talking about God's goodness. Before they close their eyes at night, they're going to be rehearsing God's goodness. We are to talk about the goodness of God all the days of our lives. And it says, and they shall sing of thy righteousness. You say, well, that's wonderful, Brother Jerry, but what's that got to do with me? How do I know God wants that happening to me? How can I know that God wants His goodness to be poured out on my life? Listen to verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. And here's your verse. 
Verse 9, the Lord is good to all. Say that with me. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. The Lord is good to who? The Lord is good to all. Now, I live in Texas, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that the definition of the word all is the same all over the world. The word all is an all-inclusive word. No exceptions. The Lord is good to all. But the sad thing is, not everyone believes that. Not everyone is convinced of that. Well, I am. And I tell you, when I discovered this 45 years ago, my life has never been the same. Now, I'll have to admit to you that I didn't know that the first 23 years of my life. I was born in 1946. I came to the Lord in 1969. So 23 years, the first 23 years of my life, I did not know these things. Now, I went to church. My mom and dad were Christian people. They loved the Lord. You know, they took my sister and I to church. But I don't ever remember sermons about the goodness of God. I do remember sermons about sin. I do remember sermons about hell. And I do remember sermons about how unrighteous we are. We're all sinners. There's none good but God. And it seemed like all I ever heard was how terrible we are, you know, and God is great, but I never heard about His goodness. Now, I'm sure our pastor must have talked about it at one time or another. I just don't remember ever hearing it. But I tell you, when I got in the Bible in 1969 and found out about the goodness of God, how that He wanted to bless us, how that He wanted to favor us, how that He wanted to pour out His goodness upon us. In fact, that's what the story of the cross is all about. It's the goodness of God. When Adam sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, and man's nature changed, and all of mankind began to have a sinful nature, the story of the cross is God didn't want us to remain that way. God is so good and so loving that the Bible says He was willing to give His only begotten Son. Why? So that He could redeem us, so that He could have us back. He didn't want us to live our lives under the control of a spiritual outlaw named Satan. He didn't want us to live our lives in fear and in bondage and in poverty and lack and want. No, the Bible says that God is good. And because He is good, He was willing to send heaven's best, His Son, Jesus. And He went to the cross to die in our place so that we wouldn't have to go to hell, so that we wouldn't have to live in bondage all the days of our lives. And praise God, once we make Jesus the Lord of our lives, then we are entitled to experience the goodness of God for the rest of our lives. Listen, I want you to understand this. Get this if you don't get anything else through this broadcast today. God is not mad at you. God is not against you. God is not holding out. God wants you to experience His absolute best. When He sent Jesus, that was to signify that He is willing to give you His absolute best, not only at Calvary, but all the days of your life. I want you to listen to this psalm. Psalm 84, verse 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing. 
will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Those that just live for him. Think about that. God is saying, it's not me that's holding out. It's not me that is keeping you from a good life, a glorious life. Uh, John 10, 10 says the abundant life. God withholds no good thing from them that love him. And then you get over into the book of James and it says that every good and every perfect gift comes from above. You see, God is good. Everything about God is good. He's not mad at you. He's, he's not against you and he's not holding back. He wants you to experience life at its best. Now, a lot of people are still convinced that God's the author of evil, that God's the author of bad things, that if something bad happens, well, it's God. He did that to teach me something. That is not true. That's religion's idea of God. That's not the Bible version of God. That's not the Bible view of God. Jesus said in the 10th chapter of John that the thief, that's Satan, he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy but I have come, Jesus said, that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. I love the Amplified Bible. It says not only have life, but enjoy life. And then the message translation says that he came that we might have life better than we ever dreamed. Well, that's what God is all about. That's what the story of the cross is all about. That's what Jesus is all about. Listen to Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And listen to this, who went about doing good. Notice, it didn't say he went about doing good and bad, evil and bad, evil and good. No, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You can't find one place in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, where Jesus put cancer on somebody, Jesus put deafness or, or blindness or made people crippled. No, in fact, the Bible says he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Notice where the oppression came from. It came from the devil. It didn't come from God. God doesn't use the devil to teach us lessons. The Bible says the Holy Ghost is our teacher. Satan is a spiritual outlaw, and he's the one who's trying to do things in your life that are evil, that are designed to destroy your life, that are designed to steal from you and make life horrible. But Jesus has come that we might have the abundant life, that we might enjoy life, and that life might become better than we've ever dreamed possible. Now, you've got to draw the line. You've got to draw the line. Imagine drawing a line in the sand, and on one side of that line is bad and evil and destruction and poverty and, and lack and want and sickness and disease, and then on that line or uh, beside all of that, write the word Satan, because he's the author of all that. Then on the other side of this line, write good and prosperity and health and joy and peace and, and everlasting life. And then write God underneath that, because he's the author of every good and perfect gift. Satan is the author of everything that is bad and evil. Now, God even says this. He says in the book of Deuteronomy, I call heaven and earth 
against you this day. I set before you, listen to what he says, life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. So it sounds like to me that this good life, that this life of prosperity, this life of peace, this life of good health, this life abundantly is a result of a choice that you and I make. I made that choice in 1969. Even though people were telling me, you know, well, God will do this and God will do that. God will make you sick. God will wreck your car. God will do... I chose not to believe that. I chose not to adhere to that information. I realized that's not what the Bible teaches. That's religious tradition. And I chose not to accept it. I chose not to believe it. And I chose not to make it final authority in my life. I chose life. I chose the blessing. Now, I'm not telling you that in one night, all of these good things begin to happen, that I never had anything bad ever happen again. No, I made a decision. You have to make that decision. You have to choose life. You have to choose good. You have to make the decision that you're not going to allow Satan to have final say in your life. I made that decision, and I began to study the Word. I got the Word in my heart. I believed it. I began to act upon it, and over a period of time, I saw less and less evil in my life, less and less destruction in my life, and more and more good. Now, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I don't have attacks, that Satan never attacks my life, that Satan never attempts to, you know, rob and steal from me. He does, but the Bible says that we have authority over him. The Bible says that we can resist him and he will flee. What I am saying to you is this, the good things uh, far outnumber the bad things because I've learned how to walk in the goodness of God. Now, my time is about up, but we're going to be talking about this next week as well. And I don't want you to miss this. The Bible says, listen to this, in Psalm 23, get a hold of this. David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What is he saying? That you and I have the right to expect the goodness of God to show up in our lives, not occasionally, not once in a while, but every day of our life. Isn't that the way you want your life to be? Where the goodness of God is showing up every day. It can happen. You say, how? Well, I want to encourage you to tune in next week and we'll talk about how that you can experience the goodness of God showing up every day of your life. Let me leave you with this one more time. God's not mad at you. Say that with me. God is not mad at me. Say this with me. And God is not against me. Say it. God is not against me. And then say this. And he withholds no good thing from them that love him. Say it. God will not withhold any good thing from me because I love him. I'm telling you, that is a powerful revelation. Let it sink deep in your heart and your life will never be the same. Terry and I will be back in just a few moments. Don't turn the program off yet. We have some exciting things to share with you. Today's message is just a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Jerry Savelle's new audio series, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life. As you listen to this revealing message, your faith will grow 
and you will experience God's blessings in a greater way. In this three-part teaching, you will discover how God's goodness is the foundation for your faith and expectation, how to walk in this goodness each day, the connection between God's goodness and His glory, and much more. Dream new dreams and experience God's goodness all the days of your life. So don't wait. Call or click now to request your copy of Jerry's important three-CD teaching, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life, on sale for just $15. You can also instantly download the MP3 version from our online store. What a powerful teaching, Dad, on the goodness of God. He is so good, isn't he? He is, and I love that he's no respecter of persons. Yeah. You know, I was just listening to you right before the break. The last scripture you read, you said that David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my right. life. But there's a connection between the fact that David said, mm -hmm. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Yeah. So it's not enough just to think, Oh, God's good. I'm praying he'll be good to me. Mm -hmm. You have to speak it you out of your speak. mouth. Yeah. You know, listen to this scripture, Dad, which I know you know. Psalm 35, it says, Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children. Yeah. So it says, let them say it continually right. over and over and over. Mm -hmm. In other words, people were supposed to go around saying, God takes pleasure in prospering me. Yeah. Just out of habit. God takes pleasure in prospering yeah. me. Yeah. Instead of talking what the world says, you know, it's getting bad out there. I don't know what we're going to do. You know, whatever you believe is what you're going to talk about the most. Right. Whatever's in your heart in abundance is what's going to come out of your mouth. Right. And when you are convinced that God wants his goodness following you all the days of your life, then you can't help but talk that. Right. And, and what's so strange is people talk negative all the time, and that is socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. But somebody talks positive like we do, all the time, yeah. and they think we're strange. Yeah. What, what's wrong with them? I mean, how, how can they go around talking about God's going to do this and God's going to do that, and they're the righteousness of God, and they have favor, and they have... How can they talk like that all the time? The same way the person who watches CNN all the time and accepts whatever they say is final authority and talks it the rest of the day. Right. I, I just got a different source of information. Right. I get my information from the Bible. And that's what I'm going to talk. And consequently, if I say it continually, then I begin to experience it continually. Right. It becomes so a lifestyle. When you first learned to start speaking positive declarations, yeah. it was to change your mindset. Right. To develop a prosperous mindset. That's right. Like over the weekend, I was with some people and the lady was saying that hip replacements run in the family. Mm -hmm. And she said her mom had one. She said her daughter's already had one. And I'm sitting there and the granddaughter said, I'm going to have one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought, why would you even say that? Yeah, they just but don't know any better. They just don't know. But God was endeavoring to get us to develop a prosperous mindset yeah. by saying, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who takes pleasure in prospering us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's funny because the world, the success world calls it the law of attraction, yeah. which basically states that whatever gets in your mind and stays there, it will eventually show up in your life, That's right. positive or negative. That's right. But God calls it Proverbs 23, 7, whatever a man thinks in his heart, so shall he become. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about the goodness of God and then you take it up a notch and start speaking it out of your mouth, 
that's when doors start opening in your life. Yeah, you renew your mind to what the Word says, first of all. Let the Word be final authority. Go to the Word, see what it says. Then you get that in your heart, get that in your mouth, and then you speak it continually, and then the next step is expect it. Right. It's not enough just to say it. You have to expect it. Right. Somebody says, well, I'm believing God for this. Are you expecting it? No, but we're sure trusting God. Well, then you're not really believing because believing requires expecting. Well, the Bible says God calleth things that be not as though they were. So why can't I go around saying, well, I'm expecting the goodness of God to show up. I'm expecting the favor of God. You know, I know that's what the circumstances are saying, and I know that's what everybody else is saying, but I choose to expect the favor of God, the blessing of God, and the goodness of God. Amen. And then when it happens, it doesn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. Now, God may make it, cause it to happen in a way that will surprise me. How he goes about it might surprise me. But the fact that the goodness of God, the favor of God, and the blessing of God are continually showing up doesn't surprise me at all because I'm doing what the Bible says. Number one, I'm renewing my mind to what his word says. Number two, I'm speaking it continually. And number three, I go around expecting it And the Bible says that your expectations are from him and your expectations shall not be shut off. That means what you expect is what you get. That's powerful. Hallelujah. I think we should just close out with that. You (laughs) need to get this brand new teaching from dad, experiencing the goodness of God, not just once, all the days of your life. And what he just said in a quick 30 second wrap up you will learn in this powerful teaching how to renew your mind, how to start speaking it, and how to start expecting it in your life. Like we've said over and over today, God is no respecter of persons. So grab hold of this. If you feel God's speaking to you today, then go online or call the number, get these CDs, and play them over and over and over until your mindset changes. You develop that prosperous mindset. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. Today's message is just a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Jerry Savelle's new audio series, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life. As you listen to this revealing message, your faith will grow and you will experience God's blessings in a greater way. In this three-part teaching, you will discover how God's goodness is the foundation for your faith and expectation how to walk in this goodness each day, the connection between God's goodness and His glory, and much more. Dream new dreams and experience God's goodness all the days of your life. So don't wait. Call or click now to request your copy of Jerry's important three-CD teaching, Experiencing the Goodness of God All the Days of Your Life, on sale for just $15. You can also instantly download the MP3 version from our online store. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. 
Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.